Most of the time, we review books that we really like here on The Book Boys. Other times, we review books that stink. And when a book really stinks, we get fussy. So this is a warning that sometimes we'll swear on this podcast, or sometimes the material that we're reviewing will be adult in nature. So keep that in mind as you listen to this week's episode. So, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> such an awkward beginning for some weird reason. Well, why is it awkward? It's I don't know, how it we begin weird. every episode. Things feel a little th- weird right now. I thought you'd be used to it by now. How's your week? Real good. <laughs> we got some things to talk about. Well, yeah. Oh, no. Okay, go yeah, on. Well, we have to revisit some items from last week's show. Oh. Uh, one of the things was there's a. Uh, Proposed a segment uh, from my mom, some advice. Um, <laughs> she, did she so hear it? So she, she offers that uh, you don't have to floss all of your teeth, Glenn. Just the ones you want to keep. She said that? Your yeah. mom said that? Yes. Oh, what's her name, Gretchen? Sure. What's her <laughs> you don't want to use her real name? No. Well, thank you, Gretchen. Uh, oh, so. Weekly tidbits well, from that, Ben's not mom. Just you, that goes for everyone. <laughs> That goes everyone. for everyone. You Only don't have floss to floss the teeth all you of your keep. teeth. Yeah, just the ones you want to keep. So I could sculpt my mouth more or less. Like, I don't like the back ones, but the front ones are my show teeth. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to take your mom's uh, things to heart. What if I water pick? That's my thing. I don't know. I'm maybe, a water picksman. I don't know. Maybe that'll be her, voice, her advice for next week. Yeah, let's see what her she'll, she'll text like. me some water pick advice. I don't know. It'd be interesting if your mom's thing was just always teeth all the time. <laughs> Well, she is a dental hygienist. So, is she? Yeah. Oh, dental hygiene uh, tips from your mom on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. Teeth with Gretchen. That's why my teeth look so good. <laughs> yeah, they look great. Thank you. They're like little chiclets. Um, what else? Oh, did you watch? Do you want to go over any of the shows? No. I didn't think so. We got to talk about kidney stones. No. Yeah. You got one? No. Oh, thank you. Because I drink so much water, and you told me I drink too much water. I was was told too many fluids. Well, you know what? I did a little research. I can't find any place that says drinking too much water is going to cause kidney stones. Does it say that too much anything else causes kidney stones? No, it says I was, I looked, uh, you know, how, what's the best way to prevent kidney stones was, Mm -hmm. and it says drink more water, drink Mm. a lot of water. <laughs> so I'm good. I love that I'm on trial for what so. a doctor told me. I can't help what I heard from. I don't know doctor. if the doctor told you that. The you doctor just, told me that. You, you're misremembering. I'm not I don't think you were paying very close attention. Trust you're not me. even paying attention to me right now, are you? I was you told. Have poor listening skills. <laughs> Coffee gave me my kidney stones, so I drank more water and I got okay. more kidney stones. And they told me you're just drinking too much fluids in general. I walked away with that knowledge. My kidney. I just want to set the record straight. I don't want one of our. Three and a half dozen listeners, <laughs> some of whom are in France, because we're big in France. Yeah. I don't want them getting kidney stones because they're cutting back on their fluid intake. You know, what I was saying in the last episode was that I just really want someone in England to know who Glenn Nuzzles is. And we apparently have a handful of people in England that know who we are. I believe you said London specifically. All right, fine. I can't. I'm are not going to pay extra for the stats to tell okay. me what city. I'm just going to guess they're probably in yeah, London. They're probably in Greater London. I don't feel like reading this whole Wikipedia article. No, I'm not expecting you to. Yeah. I am expecting you to listen to me talk about Twilight. I did a little wait, research wait, wait. on Stephanie did we Meyer. talk about your week yet, though? I got nothing to say about my week. Are you sure? Because I don't have a lot to talk about with the book. So I hope you got a lot to talk about with the author. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I think we do have a lot to talk about with okay. the book because it's going to be a lot of is Glenn right about the fact that you're going to hate this book and you're not going to want to read the other four or whatever we have left to read. It's miserable. It's boring. Thank you. Nothing We're happened. starting the show now. Okay. thoughts on uh well how should we go about this do you want to just, just start openly to, complaining is, i've got this uh, is the entirety of my notes chap- yep. for 250 pages these are just the chapter titles i didn't like the only There's actual notes here mm-hmm. are those like four four sentences well, nothing happened i've fleshed out each chapter so we can kind of go over each one and complain about it but i haven't like got a lot of details there's, so no, substance. there's, there's no, no substance there's no substance there's no substance all right, first we don't of all, have to go over before we start complaining, because we'll complain bit by bit. It's too late. <laughs> Let's talk about the author of this book. Please educate me, because I just said I did no research on... Oh, yeah. Ms. No, I did Meyer. the research for you. Uh, her I name... See she graduated from BYU. Is she a Mormon? Yeah, she's a Mormon. Okay. She has uh, been in the LDS church her entire life, which is a factoid that I was prepared to tell you, but you just jumped ahead. So thanks, Ben. Does she wear the Stephanie funny... Stephanie Meyer! Does she wear the funny underwear? Oh, the kind that keeps the full body, The full-body Mormon underwear. That keeps the private safe. Well, that's what all underwear does, but they just, <laughs> they haven't covered their whole body. I don't know if she does. She was born as the same month and year as me, December of 73. Hmm. Are you sure you want to be giving away details like that? People already know I'm considerably older than you. Well, now they're going to steal Which you. is a line that my girlfriend can't stop using, because she heard you go, <laughs> well, Glenn, as we know, you're considerably older than I. You just really drag the word considerably out. And she says it constantly. So, yes, people know that I'm considerably older than you. Raised wait, wait, in the Latter-day Saints Church. Are you older than your girlfriend also? Only slightly. Okay. Not considerably. Not considerably. Well, she okay. says I'm considerably older than her, but okay. not by a whole lot. I'm, uh, we're the same year age. Did I coin a catchphrase on the you podcast? Is that what happened? At least in our relationship. Your I'm shadow looms over us as we have discussions. I'm so proud of myself right now. <laughs> considerably older has been a catchphrase. Uh, she attended Brigham, Hung, Brigham Young College. University. University, which is a Mormon college where she uh, majored in, she got her English degree. She got married at 21, because that's what they do. Uh, married to a guy named Christian Poncho Meyer. His nickname, I think, being Poncho. It's in quotes. <laughs> Christian is spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-A-N. So it's Christian. Is he Danish or something? I don't know. It's maybe because you know, I, I there's the stereotype that Mormons name their kids weird names, and I'm thinking that's just a kooky oh. spelling, like Mitt Romney's kids. Were what they are they co- like tug and <laughs> something? <laughs> tug and pull and slap. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, he's got tug. some. Yeah, uh, is his son's name really Tug? It's something like that, or Trig or something. <laughs> Cuddy. <laughs> um, tag. T a g g. Tag, Tag Romney. Oh my lord, um, that's such an unfortunate name. Yeah, what, I want to. Oh, I guess Tag is maybe the only funny one. <laughs> the other one's name is Stephen and Philip, Matt and Josh. No, why did Tag get the weird? Craig lane? and Ben. Why did Tag get the weird? Was he know. the last kid? Like, ah, let's go crazy. It's our last one. Maybe. No, he's the, he's the oldest one. So their first Tag kid, they're the like, eldest. let's go crazy. And then the next one's like, ah, eh, let's just call him Ben. <laughs> the next one, eh, let's just call him Matt. 
<laughs> like I don't have the energy to come up with something as cool as tag. Yeah, I thought I thought all his kids had weird. Also, he has five children and they're all men. How does that work out? Because he's been blessed, I guess. My nut kit can only make girls. Two of them. Anyways, she had no writing experience before Twilight, she will admit. Not even short stories. I could have guessed as much. Mm-hmm. And here's something else that will, won't surprise you at all. She wrote Twilight in three months. Okay. At least the original manuscript. I don't know about the finished edited piece, but uh, she wrote it for fun. Because she had a dream about a vampire and a girl that was in love with a vampire and the vampire wanted to kill her. And that's why she decided she wanted to write this book. She wrote it in three months. Her sister said it was so good. It's not. It's so good, Ben, <laughs> that uh, it got, she sent it around, the manuscript around, and everyone rejected it. And I was there's one place, and I didn't write down the name of the place. There was one publishing house that decided to publish it and give her like a three book deal. Yeah, it was like $750,000 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, it's the same publishing company. It's been around forever since before this country was founded. Uh, They've published works from George Washington and Ben Franklin. That's how long they've been around. So they should know better. And maybe they did because the book was a wild success in the 2000s. So I guess they did know better. Yeah, they just sold themselves out. They did. They absolutely sold themselves out. What's the the publishing company? Yeah, it should be in the book. Well, maybe this is Probably on the front, like on the front few pages. Oh, yeah, it is. It says first published in hardcover in October 2005 by Little Brown and Company. There you go. So that's the ones that uh, have also published uh, some of our, some of the greats. Post-Twilight, uh, in August 2009, she passed J.K. Rowling in fame. 2015. In what? In fame. Is, uh, that is there any in metrics? In general. To... Well, there's other, there's, yeah, I have a, I have some stuff here. Okay. Uh, 2015, uh, she got a new book for her 10th anniversary uh, called Life and Death, Twilight Reimagined, and all she did was switch the genders yeah. of the two people. I think you alluded to that before, which yeah. is great. Which is pretty bizarre. Uh, she's donated to the Red Cross, but apparently like a large sum of money, which I didn't write down. These notes are not completely flushed out. That's fine. Uh, after Twilight, she contributed to a book of short stories about bad prom nights called Hell on Earth. Fans love the story that she wrote. It's a comp- compilation. They loved it so much that they wanted it to be a full book, and it beat J.K. Rowling's Tales of the Beetle Bard in sales, which I remember that coming out when my kids were just babies. Her maiden name is Morgan. Oh, that's boring. Yeah. Uh, Positive reviews. So here's the thing. The reason why I'm reading this off is at the end of all this stuff, I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of rooting for I don't remember exactly how bad the book is because it's been a decade since I last was forced to read it by a friend. I'm like, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe I was too hard on it. I jumped on the bandwagon, um, and I was starting to root for her after reading these st- or these you know points that I'm making. Yeah. And then I got in the book and realized, no, it's just horrible. So, anyways, positive reviews. MSN uh, has made her noted her the most influential woman of 2008. She was number 49 that, of Time I, Magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2008, and was included in their People Who Mattered list. What do you want to say? I'm I trying to list say off stats that's here. doing a disservice to women who actually do matter. I know. <laughs> Arizona Republic's list of the Valley's most fascinating people in December 2008. Number 82 on Vanity Fair's Top 100 Info Age Powers list of 2009. Female Force. She was in the Female Force comic book, Ben. Uh, 2011 CEO World Magazine. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. Female Force? That was like a comic book character? I guess it's a comic She's like in this comic book called Female Force. I don't know. Who knows what that comic book's about? I don't want to make fun of it just because I don't know anything about it. 2011 CEO World Magazine, CEO World's Top Accomplished Entertainers, and Amazon.com's list. She was number two best-selling author of the decade, beat only by J.K. Rowling. Negative (laughs) reviews. Yeah. And uh, 
points here. NPR said that she is a repetitive jackhammer. Uh, New York Times uh, says, relies too much on telling, not showing. The Guardian criticized Bella's character as clumsy, selfish nincompoop with the charisma of a boiled potato. Entertainment Weekly says the narrative is chaotic and outrageous. Jana Reese uh, said that she has retrogressive gender stereotypes, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Reception by other authors. Orson Scott Card says she's the real thing. This is where it gets a little weird. Jody Picoult says Stephanie Meyer has uh, people hooked on books, which is good for everyone. Stephen King said when comparing her to J.K. Rowling, the real difference is that J.K. is terrific and Stephanie Meyer can't write worth a darn. She's not very good. When talking about her appeal, he says she's opening up a kind of safe joining of love and sex in those books. So kind of flipsy-flipsy. Uh, reception generally, feminists who consider Meyer an anti-feminist writer saying that the series romanticizes physically abusive relationship, pointing to red flags and clues. Bella's entire life revolving around Edward, never being in control of her own life, being absolutely dependent on Edward's ability to protect her, her virginity, her humanity, and even the physical injuries Bella suffers from finally consummating the relationship with Edward. Wait, wait, wait. Which I agree Spoiler! with. Spoiler! I haven't gotten to that part of the book yet. Oh, no, it's at the end of the book. This is fine, Ben. It's, it's, it's like reading Moby Dick. What, are you going to be so shocked if I told you the ending of Moby Dick? No, it's your own fault. Well, she said in preface that she dies anyway, so... I'm assuming. Oh... I don't know if that's true, but maybe I will save a spoiler for you. Music she listened to while writing it. Well, I mean, dies becomes a vampire, right? Isn't that music? I'm not telling you a word. It's in the fucking preface. Nah. Music she listened to while writing it, Ben. She listened to Muse, Blue October, My Chemical Romance, Coldplay, and Lincoln Park. She okay. made a point. I remember when that's these books kinda... came out. She really made a point of like, hey guys, this is what I listened to while writing it, so that the kids will think she's cool. Because yeah. she listened to the that time. And even then, I was like, really? Linkin Park and Coldplay? Ooh. Well, for a Mormon, that's pretty out there. That is probably pretty out there. She can't even drink caffeine. No. That's a Mormon thing, right? You can't drink caffeine? Well, I can, because I'm not Mormon. <laughs> no, I mean her. Yeah. Mormons can't drink caffeine. I wonder how much of this... Maybe we should pull up at the end of this episode, Mormon facts. <laughs> are we... Maybe we need a segment called Mormon facts in every episode. Wait, do we... Well... Where are, dispelling you. Uh, we know we have listeners in France and England. Do we have any in Utah that we're going to risk alienating by perhaps making smart-ass comments about Mormons? Perhaps. Which every word has been true so far. They're not allowed yes. to drink caffeine. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, I want to believe you, but also I'd hate to have something be wildly wrong. Is it true that their religion is based off of uh, a guy looking in a hat claiming that angels were sending him messages to write down? Yeah. like. And the, then when they went back and said, we'll do it again and we'll write it down this time, he said, wait, they're all different messages. It's not exactly the same as last time. And then they wrote it all down. That was a religion. Yeah. Are you getting that from the South Park episode? Pretty much. And I was like, is this I true? I think it actually is. Yeah. We I went think to do a little research. I think that <laughs> South Park episode and the one about the Scientologists are mm-hmm. actually based on true. Pretty close to like what the actual doctrine is of those. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm getting my information yeah. from a cartoon, so I didn't wholeheartedly believe it. But I, I was I like, that can't be true. actually pretty close to, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, not that religions in itself are have good foundational beginnings that are unquestionable, but that one's the most questionable out of all the religions' <laughs> foundations. Chapter one, Ben. Yeah. Just like Let me give you a, the just first a, eight chapters are all the same. Oh, I know. It's basically the same thing over and over. I'm just going to give a quick overview. Bella moves to Forks, Washington. Uh, leaving her mother behind in Phoenix. Apparently her mom's got problems, but her mom's dating a guy who's taking care of her. Forks, Washington, the rainiest place in the country. Apparently. apparently. Least sunny. Uh, Her mom and the whole got a boyfriend to take care of her, and now I'm leaving. What does that matter? 
because it doesn't seem to come back. And I don't remember it coming back. I don't know. But no. she moves in with her dad, who buys her a sweet, cool old Charlie. Truck. Her dad's mm-hmm. name is Charlie. Charlie. Who she calls Charlie. I don't know why. Her first day of school, she expects it to suck. But men <laughs> are falling all over themselves because she's the most beautiful thing to ever walk into the building. She also, sees the Cullen like, family for the first time in the I, lunchroom, which becomes a running theme yeah. throughout the entire book. Glenn, did you go to high school? Mm. I went to high school, and this is not <laughs> at all how I remember high school. No. I don't think this was realistic. I know that when kids came, a strange kid came to the school for the first time, no one talked to them. didn't matter how good-looking they were or nothing. Yeah. It took a long time for them to make yeah, friends. this was unrealistic. But here, it's like everyone's just falling all over. And then how many times, the boys that she's talking to, mm-hmm. they grin a lot, I've noticed. Yeah, they all grin. Yeah. Lasciviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like the, the boy will say something, and then when... Ms. Meyer closes the quotation. She doesn't say, he said. Mm-mm. It's, he grinned. Yep. There's a also, lot Edward of that. Edward has a crooked smile. Mm-hmm. That comes up a lot. Yeah, that comes up a lot. And he's always looking up at her from underneath his eyelids. And I think she means eyebrows. But she keeps saying eyelids, which I, we're all looking at each other from under our eyelids. Yeah. Uh, there is a couple descriptions that I did save. I didn't save a whole lot of quotes. But there's a couple descriptions. Um... I looked up stunned that he was speaking to me. He was sitting as far away from me as the desk allowed, but his chair was angled toward me. His hair was dripping wet, (laughs) disheveled. Even so, he looked like he'd just finished shooting a commercial for hair gel. His dazzling face was friendly, open, a slight smile on his flawless lips, but his eyes were careful. Bella has to sit next to Edward in biology class, but he doesn't like her. He just keeps scooching away in a comically ridiculous way. Yeah. He's like sitting on the edge of the seat as far away and as possible. His like fists are clenched. Yes, and he's like, mm-hmm. But she finds yeah, something. Yeah, why? Later. Why is this family like going to? I've school? made notes. Why aren't they just living out in the woods? I've made notes. Eating bears. Uh, why would a vampire waste day after day in school when he's hundreds of years old? Is a note I made. Why is the dad that adopted them, who's also a vampire, a doctor? Well, they need money. No, they don't. They're hundreds of years old. I'm sure they've figured out how to use the stock market and just live off well, of Well, but they profits. keep buying sports cars. <laughs> I love that sister, he drives a Volvo. Well, he drives a Volvo, <laughs> but his sister drives a BMW yeah. convertible, so they, like, sure they that, like fast cars. It's not like they just came around and they're building. I mean, they've had hundreds of years to try and figure out how to make money without working. And also, you yeah. don't have to... Who is a couple hundred years old and wants to hang out with high school kids and the kind of conversations high school kids have? They don't. Yeah, that's that's what makes no sense about this. So anyways, uh, Bella runs. Uh, I'm not even so, 40 and I don't want to hang out with high school kids. Oh, I know. Trying to have a conversation. I'm not going to get into it. I have children yeah. that are almost in high school. And I don't want to interact with them. No, you don't. Because all the judging Ugh, <laughs> makes you feel so insecure. <laughs> like, oh, no, I don't normally wear this kind of shirt. My mom bought it for me. Um, so my notes were, who puts on such a show if they don't like someone? Uh, why does Bella have to be written about like she's the prettiest woman in school? Comes off like a 12-year-old wrote it. <laughs> so they all you fantasize about. And why would a vampire who's 100 years old want to spend all his free time in school where he's got to go and talk to him about changing classes? I didn't even think about that part. Yeah, that's weird. It's absurd. If you're a couple hundred years old, you're tired, you're sick of a lot of the stuff you got to deal with from humans, but then you got to go to the office and be like, I really want to switch classes. And they're like, nah, you can't. You're too far into the school year. Well, is there any way we can work out a deal? <laughs> like, why would you? <laughs> so stupid. Chapter two. Edward's not at school the next day. He's pissed. Every boy in school is obsessed with Bella. Uh, or, uh, Edward's a few days later still not in school. Two more boys, Mike and Eric, are fighting over Bella because yeah. she's so special and beautiful. Yeah. 
Uh, she makes a couple of friends that are girls. Uh, Edward's back the next week, and he's in a biology class. Uh, of course, she sees him in the lunchroom again for the millionth time. And uh, that's pretty much it for that chapter. My notes, why is this Wait, supposed to be Wait, was that chapter two? That's chapter two. That's when it snowed. And yeah. first of all, she does a really poor job of describing snow. Like, just the way she was describing, like, how it was melting. Because it, it snowed <laughs> in the morning, and then it started raining in the afternoon. Oh, okay. And she had a weird phrasing for how it was it looked melting on the sidewalk or something is like i don't think she's ever seen snow before <laughs> i don't remember um and so then, much of this i start to gloss over like my eyes are reading but i'm thinking about other stuff so and then there was while it was snowing in the morning there was like this apparently this big like school-wide spontaneous fun snowball fight mm-hmm. which again i went to high school that didn't never happen. happen. Yeah, that's not how it works. People were meaner in high school than she writes about in here. Like, yeah. she went to a Mormon school where everyone's forced by fear of the Lord to be nice to each other. But in my school, everyone was mean. Well, was maybe and... we were all mean in high school because we were all caffeinated. <laughs> they're just, you really have to back up this, this factoid of yours about I, them not drinking caffeine. I already caffeine. did. The internet says so. All right, fine. Or something. Oh, wait, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's okay. Oh, this is from NPR. NPR's got a little thing about them not drinking caffeine? Yeah. That seems really, really weird. This is from All Things Considered back in uh, January of 2016. Can Mormons drink (laughs) Coca-Cola? Why did they do a segment on this? Because I'm not the only one who has this. Trump was president at this point, or going to be president, I'm sure. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Why did they have? Why is their Newsday so slow? They're like, ah, Mormons, can they drink what we do? <laughs> Maybe they need to take everyone's mind off of the impending uh, inauguration that was coming. I up. suppose biggest crowd ever. Did you know that for that inauguration? Yeah, no, we all saw the photos. Yeah, it was a record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, while many Mormons avoid Coke, not all do. Oh boy, Ben, here we go. And avoiding caffeinated beverage is not church doctrine. Well, well, well. What? What? They had to call up a historian to uh, set the record straight. Bowman says it goes back to Mormon prophet Joseph Smith. It's a prophet. <laughs> is, that, who, is that the hat man? Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure. Who said he received a revelation from God, presumably in a hat. Through the power of hat. <laughs> forbidding Mormons to consume hot drinks, alcohol, tobacco, or too much meat. Too, what's too? I'm not going to get over the this. years. The meaning of hot drinks has come to mean tea and coffee. Hmm. Yeah, in 2012, the church released an official statement stating explicitly that caffeinated soda is allowed under church doctrine, but many Mormons are still reluctant to drink it. Can you look up real quick if they got their religion from a hat? But or is that just the cartoon lying to me? Oh my lord! Now I'm going to have to look. Yeah, look, look for the hat. Oh, he put the seer stone into a hat and put his face on the hat, drawing it closely around his face to exclude the light, and in the darkness the spiritual light would shine. A piece of something resembling parchment would appear, and on that appeared the writing, and one character at a time would appear and under the interpretation in English. Brother Joseph would read off the English uh, to his principal scribe. All right, so yeah. Um, and there's even an artist representation of a guy sitting in a chair looking in a hat. <laughs> if I, I mean, that's like the kind of stuff that would happen when I was in high school and my friends would get high and they'd be like, dude, dude, seriously, we're all part of a large grid. And I'd be like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> but instead they're like, really? And they wrote it down. 
Tyler's van slides on the slippery road towards Bella. Edward shows up out of nowhere and saves her and uses superhuman strength to push the van away before it crushes her. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Then they go to the hospital. That's where she meets his dad. Notes. Yeah. Uh, if this is the action in the book, it's not that exciting. Why are vampires wasting their time being doctors and going to school? <laughs> Dreaming about him is cheesy and not spelled out as if he's doing it to her or if she's just an obsessed little kid. All right, chapter four, invitations. Everyone's talking about the accident. Uh, Edward's back to not talking to her again. The school dance is coming out. Uh, Mike's asking Bella out. Jessica's jealous. Bella says she's going to Seattle and won't be there. Edward finally talks to her in class. Eric Bess asks Bella to the dance. Uh, then when she's trying to go home, uh, Edward parks his Volvo behind her because... He yeah. drives the silver Volvo, and he parks it to block her in. Take advantage of the moment. Tyler races up out of nowhere, like flying out of the woods, and asks Bella to go to the dance. So everyone's throwing themselves at her, and she's saying no to everyone. Uh, suddenly the next day, Edward wants to be friends after all and offers her a ride to Seattle, even though she's not really going. But okay, he's going to take her there. Why is she suddenly so irresistible in Oregon when it seemed like in Phoenix where she lived with her mom like she wasn't the boys didn't pay attention to her she even says in a later chapter that she never dated anyone and yeah. stuff and it's like but you're the most hot you're like the hottest thing that's ever happened to this state yeah is uh, it just the standards are really low in Forks Washington I suppose is it Forks or the Forks my notes yeah. Edward's saying I can't be your friend Trust me, seems like the classic bad boy behavior. Then I have subnotes, possibly abusive, possibly manipulative. <laughs> started listing off all these like horrible relationship traits. Yeah, and also yeah, this is not a healthy relationship that they're forging here. No, not at all. It's basically her dependent on him. Chapter five, blood type. <laughs> the first thing for the millionth time, the scene opens with lunchtime. Um, yeah. <laughs> Edward's sitting alone and looking sexily at Bella. Also, at some point, this is like the one quote I jotted down was from this chapter. So, what's that? Um, I keep, uh, I'll find out while oh, you right. discuss the rest of the chapter. Edward here. beckons her over while he's sitting by himself, looking at her all sexily. Uh, she asks why he's so friendly. He's like, I'm trying to give up, uh, I'm trying to be good. Uh, Bella talks about why he's able to have super speed and strength and jokes about being bitten by a spider like Spider-Man. And Edward asks her about what if I'm dangerous? And she laughs and says that he isn't. And he says, quote, you're wrong. His voice was almost inaudible. So there you go. It's more dramatic, like emo boy stuff from the mid 2000s. Edward skips biology because that's the day when they're going to determine your blood type, which I've never experienced in high school. It's like, hey, everyone, we're all going to pick our own fingers and uh, figure out our blood types. No, I think that happened. To Does me. that happen? It never happened so. for me. I, I feel like I, I don't but remember what blood, blood type? type is, but I think that was a thing that happened. Isn't that kind of a biohazardy kind of thing? To they like, probably don't do it anymore, but yeah. I mean, if you go to the doctor now and they take your blood, they treat you like you're got Ebola, like they're all covered in rubber from yeah. head to toe. I can't donate blood. Did you know that? Why is that? Because I used to live in Germany. Oh, Nazis. They, yeah. I don't want to turn other people into Nazis. No, if you lived in like Western <clears throat> Europe in the 80s, you can't donate blood because you might have mad cow disease or something. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You think you got mad cow coursing through your veins right now? No, they just won't take your blood if you've lived in any like Germany, Belgium, the Netherlands, France, UK for more than six months during the 80s. Huh. Well, look at you. Yeah. So I tried to give blood. I tried to be a good person, give some blood, and they. It was at work. They had the blood mobile there a few years ago. Probably five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I signed up and I said, because it said on the list, like, you can't get blood if this applies. I'm like, I used to live in Germany, so I can't get blood. I'm like, nah, you're fine. Go in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. 
and I get in the Budmobile, and they're about, they're like getting ready to trick me, and like somebody literally runs into the back where I'm saying, like, no, 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 he lived in Germany, we can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to like kick me out of the Bloodmobile. Wow. Did they throw you out of the blood? Like when you're flying through the yeah, air? Yeah, pretty much. But I don't know why they let me in there in the first place. Not, I wasn't trying to hide it. I told them, like, I used to live in Germany. It says yeah. here I can't do this. Yeah. Like, nah, you're fine. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And then some of the, the Interesting. boss caught wind of this and, like, no, no, get him out. Interesting that you would question my experience with my kidney stones and what I was told, but you had your own bizarre experience where uh, someone is negligible with your blood, Negligent. which was corrected later. Uh, apparently, the medical industry is full of morons. Apparently. Or what you read was wrong. Uh, I wait, like to think read? that. Do you wait, knowing wait, about what did I read was wrong? About, about the kidney, kidney stones oh, and the water? That came from several sources. What it's all I like to think is did that you do any while research? you're reading Twilight, knowing yeah. your blood condition, uh-huh. you probably fantasize about it's like, if I met Edward face face, he wouldn't want to kill me because he can't drink my blood. I got mad cow blood. <laughs> and then we'd just be like friends, but he'd like think I was really cool because he could be honest with me and open up. Not even like he can't even open up to Bella, but he'd talk to me about stuff. Yeah, that's totally. Um, that's what yeah. I like to think that you were thinking. That's do you have fantasy. your quote finally? You're looking at your book a lot. Yeah, I do. All right, go on. Um, I just thought this was a really cheesy. <laughs> of course. Um, it's Edward um, talking to Bella. Mm-hmm. Aren't you hungry? He asked, distracted. <laughs> no. I didn't feel like mentioning that my stomach was already full of butterflies. <laughs> That's right. I remember that line. I remember thinking, like, that's just stupid. <laughs> that's right, I forgot that. Uh, so, Bella gets sick from the blood, and I guess that's where they mentioned that she smells it. And uh, I, yep. I didn't pick up on that at the time. Uh, Mike, smells like rust and yeah. salt. Oh, that's something. right, they did say that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike volunteers to take her to the nurse, but as soon as Mike gets her out in the hallway, Edward shows up and pushes Mike out of the way, and like, I'll take her, yeah. and then takes her. So this is just ownership at this point. Very well, and unhealthy relationship. Mike was being a little creepy, too. He was, I don't remember. What did he, he do? He was awfully eager to get his hand around her waist and help mm-hmm. her to the nurse's office. Taking advantage of her when she's all mm-hmm. nauseous and a stuff. A little bit, yeah. yeah. That's what I like to do. I always tell girls to get real nauseous, and then I'm like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Edward drives her home. Um, I got a quote that says, Will you do something for me this weekend? He turned to look me straight in the face, utilizing the full power of his burning golden eyes. Don't be offended, but you seem to be one of those people who just attract accidents like a magnet. So try not to fall into the ocean or get run over anything, all right? He smiled crookedly. Yeah, the crooked smile. Uh, I can't wait till you read the line that I hate the most, which is, shh, he said, shushing her. <laughs> it's in there. I can't wait to play. It's like, shh, he said, hushing her or something like that. And I'm just like, oh. No, I was on Reddit back in like 2008, and somebody was talking about Twilight. Oh, and I aren't, got, aren't we ahead of the meeting edge of the internet? Uh, and I got on there, and I said, yeah, my favorite line out of that book is, shh, Edward said, hushing her. And then someone's like, that was never said. And then somebody else jumped in and said, yeah, on page whatever. And they, they validated me. So I was pretty proud of that moment. Yeah. Chapter six, scary stories. Uh, that's when chapter they... six, Jesus. Oh, I know. I'm plowing through. Don't worry. Because uh, then the, the chapters just get shorter and have less to say. I mean, they don't get shorter, but I they don't... just have less to say as was, these chapters go on. As I was texting you earlier today, I was a little worried I wasn't going to be able to finish the assigned 12 chapters. Doesn't uh, matter, though. No, I, I was like, don't worry about it. I had plenty of, well, I had plenty of time left. I did finish them. Yeah, I thought I it was crunch for time, but mm-hmm. I had plenty of time left over. Yeah, they just get shorter and shorter, yeah. and they have less and less to say. And they're very easy to read because... Well, it's like it's written by a child. Yeah. Because it's just simple words by a yeah. simple person. 
Uh, yeah, basically yeah, you, she you, don't, you don't need to have your dictionary handy if you're reading no, this one. not at all. No. So she goes out of the woods with the guys who have been throwing themselves at her. And as you said, Mike was getting a little handsy with her nauseous yeah, self. Yeah. She goes out into the woods with them and hangs out for the night at a bonfire. In the woods with a bunch of guys who have been throwing themselves at her for weeks and weeks. She's like, yeah, I'll be alone in the woods with you. But she does have Jessica with her, but that doesn't really mean anything. So that's a good message to a, send. It was a group. It was a big group of uh, well, it became a big group when the people from the reservation showed up, like Jacob Black, uh, yeah. and talks to him. And basically, he says, our people know about uh, these cold ones, and we've made a deal with them that they don't come onto our land because they hunt different. And uh, so we won't tell them about the quote-unquote pale f- to the pale faces. Yeah. Which I was wondering, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the Indians are werewolves also? That's what we find out, because she goes home and she has a dream about it. Uh, oh, no, not in this chapter. It's the next chapter, yeah, Nightmare. But Jacob told her about the whole the mythology that... Yeah. But I don't know if she the believes The Collins are vampires and the yeah. Indians are... Well, that's the thing. He doesn't sorry, even try to... Americans he starts out being same, subtle. But, yeah. She's like, oh, so the Cullen family from way back when? And he goes, no, the same ones. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, she goes, what are you trying to say? And then he goes, they're vampires. <laughs> <laughs> That was the best part. They're vampires, he grinned. <laughs> he grinned smilingly. <laughs> so, notes, not really helping the kids out by explaining that they're boys obsessed over you. You should be uh, not be careful with them. Instead, hang out in the woods with them. Lack of subtlety about the Cullens being vampires. It would have been better if she discovered it instead of being shown. Uh, chapter 7, Nightmare. Bella has a dream that she's in the woods with Jacob, and uh, he smells danger. And then all of a sudden, uh, Edward shows up, and then Jacob turns into a big wolf and leaps at Edward, and then she screams, no! And Owen Edward's got fangs. Yeah. And that was that chapter. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Sure was. Chapter eight, (laughs) Port Angeles. That's where you go dress shopping. Yep. Uh, So she goes with her friends, and um, she says, I'm going to go to the bookstore. You guys go do your own shopping. I'll meet you at a restaurant. So whatever. This is not how friends act, where it's like a high school kid's like, I'm going to go take off for a few hours. I'll meet you at some <laughs> random place. She does. She gets lost. A couple of creepy guys follow her. And then, yeah. boom, Edward shows up in a Volvo yep. and uh, throws the door open. I have the quote saying, but the silver car unexpectedly fishtailed around, skidding to a stop with the passenger door I open. Didn't, I didn't find it that unexpected. Well, I know at this point. Yeah. Just, but it was a little over the top. Uh, opens the door a few feet. Get in. <laughs> a furious voice commanded. It was amazing how instantaneously the choking fear vanished. Amazing how suddenly the feeling of security washed over me as soon yeah. as I heard his voice. So mm-hmm. that is basically the theme for the rest of the book is he keeps saving her and she keeps loving it. My favorite line is when she gets in the car, he's real, real angry and he doesn't want to kill those people because yeah. he read their minds and they're like, I don't want to tell you what I heard them thinking. Yeah. And he goes, just prattle on about something unimportant until I calm down. So stupid woman, talk about dumb woman things <laughs> until I calm down. I just need like an empty buzz happening yeah, in the background. Yeah, that's basically what it was. <laughs> Uh, and this is the woman who wrote it. Uh, the girls have already had dinner, so Edward takes her out, and he admits that he can read minds and has been following her. Um, uh, my notes don't have anything interesting to say. Chapter 9, the theory. Uh, so, yeah, he explains I can read thoughts. She talks about Jacob and stuff. Um, he talks about the hunting. Uh, he hunts animals with the blood. Oh, this line is pretty good. I didn't want to leave, but it was necessary. It was a bit easier to be around you when I'm not thirsty. 
Why didn't why didn't you want to leave? It makes me anxious to be away from you. His eyes were gentle but intense, and they seemed to be making my bones turn soft. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know when I first met my girlfriend, my eyes were angry and intense. And I think her bones got soft. <laughs> That's why we're still seeing each other. <laughs> Ever tries to convince her that it's dangerous uh, and to go away. She says, I told you it doesn't matter. So what chapter are we on? Are we almost done yet? No, yeah, it's around nine. Oh. Before going to bed, she says, about three things I was absolutely positive. First, Edward was a vampire. Second, <laughs> Which uh, is there was part of him, and I don't know how potent that part might be, that thirsted for my blood. And third, I was unconditionally <laughs> and irrevocably in love with him. <laughs> So, that's stupid. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. Chapter 10, interrogations. Uh, Edward's sitting outside her... Now he's just outside her house in the morning. Like, I'm taking well, you to school. and this is just like, what, two chapters of them questioning each other? Like, what's your yeah, favorite color? Yeah, that's all it is, yeah. Like, he literally what? says, what's your favorite color yeah, and crap? What, what's, what CD's in your CD player right now? <laughs> what kind of flower do you like? Yeah, this is so stupid. But it's, it's like a chapter or two of that. Them just asking, like banal questions getting to know each other mm-hmm. no I know and it's completely it doesn't do anything to enrich in the relationship you're like oh this makes sense or the book for that matter no <laughs> uh, oh so he uses his ability to read minds to go as he's walking into class go ah Jessica's gonna bug you with a bunch of questions <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happens in this chapter because so she wants to know if we're secretly dating, and she wants to know how you feel about me. Edward finally said, "Yikes! What should I say?" Hmm. He paused to catch a stray lock of hair that was escaping the twist on my neck, and wound it back into place. My heart sputtered hip, uh, hyperactively. I suppose you could say yes to the first, and if you don't mind, it's easier than any other explanation. So, uh, after that, lunchroom again, in all caps, because <laughs> they're back in the lunchroom. Edward asked her if she wants to escape the dance and go to Seattle. And tell her dad that you're going with me. Chapter 11, complications. Yeah, it's all very complicated. People are noticing that Bella and Edward are always uh, hanging out together. Yeah. Mike tells Bella in gym class well, he doesn't like the them together. they're the two most beautiful people in school. Apparently, I know. So. Uh, oh, he, and this is what Mike says about Edward to Bella. He looks at you like dot, 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 like you're something to eat. <laughs> so just hammering home this like is it sexual desire or does he just literally want to eat her oh man I'm confused and highly aroused right now <laughs> my bones are getting so soft right now so soft right now <laughs> which is the complete opposite of the other book like dude I am so soft right now <laughs> uh, Edward driving Bella home talks about she says she wants to go on a hunt with him he says, I know, which is so stupid because she doesn't question it. Oh, you kill things with your mouth? I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see you eat a bear. Yeah, exactly. He says, when we hunt, he spoke slowly and unwillingly. <laughs> Again, spoke slowly, unwillingly. We give ourselves over to our senses, governed less by our minds, especially our sense of smell. If you were anywhere near me when I lost control in that way, he shook his head, still gazing morosely at the heavy clouds. <laughs> so, that morosely, just shows is that the just, biggest word in the book? Um, it's a pretty fancy word for this yeah, it book. Is. I just like how he goes, if you were anywhere near me when well, I lost control in that way, and yeah. he's like, <sighs> just shakes his head. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Which, if we're talking about like relationship dynamics, that's kind of like victim blaming there. Like, mm-hmm. boy, if I was around you and I did something, like, yeah. it's not my fault. This is a big problem with this yeah. book. It's basically taking 
everything you hear about an unhealthy, abusive relationship, whether yeah. it's emotionally or physically abusive, yeah. all the aspects of control, uh, feeling like you know you need to be taken care of by this person, you're completely dependent on them, they have a violent side that you're somehow attracted to, yeah. all these things, is in this book. Yeah. <laughs> it's so unhealthy. It's, but it's supposed to be romantic here. It's, it's so, not. It's just creepy. Yeah. And I, I'm so glad my kids think these books are dumb and never want to read them. Because if they did like them, they're getting a message of like, I need a man that could beat the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to. He doesn't want does, to. It's, it's my fault. It's my fault because I got too close to him when he was in his mood. He warned me this would happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so horrible. Chapter 12, the last one we oh, read. thank God. Yep. Jacob and Billy Black, uh, and I said the dad, <laughs> right? Came over to Bella and Charlie, that's the dad's house, to watch a baseball game. Jacob questions her about who she's been hanging with. Uh, At the end of the evening, the dad makes it clear he knows what's going on by telling her to take care of herself. Well, because they saw them sitting in Edward's Volvo. (laughs) He's like, look, us werewolves, we saw you sitting in Edward's Volvo. (laughs) There's only one man in this town with a silver Volvo, and we know who it is. The most dangerous man on earth. Uh, Edward drives her to school again, tells her he's going to hunting over lunch with his sister Alice. Uh, she's <laughs> so he's not thirsty when he hangs out with her in the go I like how tomorrow. she asks where they're going hunting. Like, yeah, just in the park. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. Because before, when Will they, they went, catch birds and squirrels, I, I don't know because that's what they're implying. Because before they went hunting, like in the in the woods, that's and what they, I figure they, they're they always got doing. bears or whatever, yeah. or mountain lions. But <laughs> she asks what they're hunting, like yeah, whatever we can find in the park. Stop. I love that they're like driving along. He's like, oh, look, I might kill you. So can we just take a stop at the park? I see a couple squirrels. I'm just going to take a little nip. And they'll take yeah. the time me over till I get you home. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, he finds out that Alice is cool with Edward seeing her, but not Rosalie. Uh, the adoptive sister doesn't like it. Oh, and the quote being, Rosalie's just worried. You see, it's dangerous for more than just me if after sen- spending so much time with you publicly, if things go dot, dot, dot badly. So again, <laughs> I could kill you. Uh, I don't care about Alice or Rosalie. And they're not mentioned later. They're yeah, just, so they're there's, just thrown in like, it turns out some people don't like it because it's the forbidden relationship. I don't know if we even mentioned that. So there's five vampire kids in the school. I guess. Plus a vampire dad doctor. Yes. Is there a vampire mom too? They haven't really talked about her much. At this point, um, I don't care. But yeah, they don't mention, they, I don't know anything about the other four vampire kids at the school other than they're all gorgeous. <laughs> Edward drives her to school again. She's mad she can't tell anyone about them. And they go on a hike. Why? Yeah. Well, so that's so it. The, Even the, my notes are... The cliffhanger, though, at the end of this chapter, like... So, it's not... Vampires can be out during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, the normal vampire mythology is that they melt in the sun or whatever. But that doesn't happen to these vampires. No. But something special happens to them in sunlight, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what, because that was the cliffhanger at the end of chapter 12. He stepped out into the sunlight, and we're going to find out what happens oh, when he goes in the sun. Oh, yeah. I bet you it's breathtaking. Oh, here's my stomach is already full of butterflies. Uh, here's the hunting thing. She asks, uh, what are you hunting tonight? Whatever we find in the park. We aren't going far. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get a quick nip over the park here. <laughs> oh, there's a squirrel. I got to go. There's a squirrel. I got to go catch it. <laughs> Well, Ben. Yep. Overall thoughts. 
chapters one through twelve of Twilight. This is boring and no substance. Like that's <clears throat> and I knew. without getting into all the problematic relationship dynamics, it was uh-huh. just poorly written. Mm-hmm. But at least easy to read. It is Not easy a lot to read. Depth there. It is uh, easy to read. I plowed through it pretty quickly. A long time ago, uh, I said twime ago. I'm looking at the word twilight. <laughs> <laughs> I said long twime ago. Uh, I was at home and my daughter was just born and I'm sitting there like feeding her with the bottle and watching TV and I'm exhausted and I was watching something on TV and then all of a sudden uh, Patterson, whatever his name is, what James Patterson, I don't know what his name is, the actor that plays Edward, he... Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson, there you go, whatever. He was in like (laughs) one Harry Potter movie for a little bit and he got killed. He, Wait, he um, was in a Harry Potter movie? Yeah, he oh, was. Know. He I played one of the nice him. guys in Harry Potter. You're the big Harry Potter guy. I don't know. I'm not a big Harry Potter guy. He's, like, he's been in some decent movies. So. I would imagine. He's in like a Lighthouse one that's coming out soon. Oh, that I actually kind of want to see. Why? Well, yeah. yeah, that was because uh, same director as The Witch. Did you say The oh, Witch? Oh, I love The Witch. That was really good. Yeah, movie. isn't that the is Lighthouse? The I think it's the same director. Oh, yeah. that would make sense. Um, Anyways, in the beginning of this commercial, it shows on the screen wolves fighting and attacking and vampires flying and everything's black and white and dark and whatever. And then uh, Patterson, Patterson, whatever. Pattinson. Pattinson. He's in the bottom right corner of the screen. He's been green screened out. And he's like got his hands in his pocket and his head's kind of down and his hair's fluffed back. And he's kind of looking up at you all sexy. He's like, hey, I just want to tell you about this new movie that's come out called Twilight. It's really great. It's romantic. It's sweet. He goes, plus there's a lot of stuff for the guys too. He's like, there's action. There's fighting. (laughs) And I'm like, what is going on right now? And then his little body like kind of goes off the screen and then they play the commercial. (laughs) That's weird. And I just remember thinking, Twilight, it's got a lot for the guys too. (laughs) It's got action and fighting. (laughs) That's good. That's what we like. That's what really makes my bones soft. So your thoughts? Super boring. Yeah, yeah. I think horrible I, message for girls. Uh, horrible message yeah. for relationships in general. I hope boys never read this and think this is what girls like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was dull though. I, I thought it was going to be more interesting. It I wasn't, told you, it wasn't fun. There's no way we're reading the next four or five books of this shit. There's I, not. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. I told you. You didn't believe me. I'm like, there's no way. I'll read the first one. And I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Oh, it's really, really bad. It was. Yeah. There's other locations. It's a book. You can write about anything you want. There's no budget. It's like, oh, well, all all of it's got to be shot in the lunchroom because we can't afford anything else. No, it's a book. You can have them be in Paris for no reason. It doesn't matter. But everything's in the lunchroom. Yeah. All the time. It's a car or a lunchroom or the park where you eat squirrels. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I swear to God, if I don't get something to eat, I am going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? I need a little pick-me-up. Can we stop over here and get that rabbit I saw running across the park? Well, thank you, Ben, for reading the first half of Twilight with me. I can't read to re- uh, wait, wait to read the next half. Yep, I also cannot wait to be done with this book. This is a time where when I'm busy and I don't have time to sit and read, but I've got to get through this, um, I'll do the listening to the audiobook thing. Yeah. It's a breeze. I highly recommend it for this because you can just put it on and not pay attention to what's being said, and you pick up little pieces, and you're it's like watching an episode of Columbo, where it's an hour and a half long, and literally only three things happen within that hour and a half. You don't miss anything if you take a nap in the middle of it and wake up and stuff. That's the way the audiobook for Twilight is. I highly recommend it. Anyways. Okay. I'll stick with the uh, paperback that I picked up for $4. All right, fine, whatever. I'm sure you could get from the library a book on CD 
of Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd have to find a CD player. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just go to Goodwill, get one for, nah, a, for a buck. There's one in my car, I guess. Oh, there you go. I got one in my car too. You want to drive? A, you want to go on a road trip and listen to Twilight together? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah, so that'd be us. We drive to Duluth. Uh, you keep yelling at me to shut up because I'm talking over the audiobook. And uh, <clears throat> I the- can't hear the plot. <laughs> He's like, uh-huh, what do they say? I'm going to rewind. I'm going to rewind. Well, I missed what they said. I mean, you talked through the whole damn thing. <laughs> yeah, why don't you take the bus back? <laughs> and you sh- you've scolded me enough that the drive home, I'm just real quiet and passive aggressive. Like, oh, I'm sorry, did I blink too loud? <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. We're finally going. Bye. Bye, boys! Oh, God. Yeah, I got it. <laughs>